Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition right here on the net, New England Talks. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me, the professor, the man who's wicked smart. Yeah, follow me around for 24 hours. See how smart I am. Lou Blasey. Who's the voice on the opening? Do we know him? Uh, that was done 20 years ago I know. Yeah, by I, this station. I imagine. I think they sent it to Canada. We sent it to Canada, yeah. That, that's what I was thinking. Did you? No, I, well, we, we used to do at a Canadian production team. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Or do they? I like the way it reads that. Yeah, the, 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 there's one word there I can't stand. What? People. It's a crappy word. Well, I, I forget the context. Why is it a crappy word? It's just a crappy word. People sounds stupid. What was the what's the sentence? It doesn't matter what the okay. sentence. I'm talking about the word itself. People? People, yeah. You have a problem. It's like pimple. Okay. <laughs> it just doesn't what would you use instead? I didn't say I would use anything okay. else. Right. I just said the word was crappy. There are some people. words that Ah, crappy. That's a crappy word in my book. How do you feel about moist? People usually moist. don't like moist. I like moist. <laughs> the problem don't with moist, like I moist? don't understand the problem. <laughs> well, kind of context Any sensitive. Any views on the show are strictly those of the host and co-host and not of the station. <laughs> it's like oh, everything God, else. It's all based on context. It is, really. Sometimes I like moist. Sometimes I don't. Somewhere. I, I, there's somewhere, yeah, isn't that funny? I mean, you like you like the English language. I know you do because yeah. you're you're especially involved in groups of things. Yes, <laughs> that's your thing. Yes, <laughs> whatever. What's a group of turkeys called? Oh, collective nouns. Yes. I, offhand, I don't know. Oh, well, I thought you know. I can find out. No, that's all right. It's not a big deal. I was just curious. I've done show. I've done whole shows on collective. I know. Nouns. That's like murder of crows, right? Is yeah, it a murder of crows. Yeah. Which is so apropos. But anyway, apropos. Get that. Oh, I remember we looked up collective noun of Sasquatch. And there isn't one. It's that's, that's, Scratchies. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a, a, a place of opportunity. So did you win the billion dollars, by the way? I did not. I know you're here. <laughs> yeah. Would you be here? Remember Dave? Would you be Dave here? Dave Martinez. Would I be here? Yes. You know, I would. I bet I would. Yeah, because you wouldn't leave them in the lurch, but you wouldn't like announce it until you would like get all your ducks in a row, right? Oh, I wouldn't announce it. Period. <laughs> period. I wouldn't announce it. Lou, you're my best buddy. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't announce it. Period. Yeah. No. I'd work for a while. What are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? I don't know. With that amount of money, it's ridiculous. Anyways, a billion. Yeah, you'd have to set up a. I guess you'd have to stop working, right? I mean. You have to just to deal with your money. <laughs> I know I'd move. <laughs> no more working on the love shack. That I would do know. <laughs> yeah, would you sell a love shack? I would give it away, probably to my niece. Give it away? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, it's, You're right. give it to the kids. Yeah, there's, there's people that can use it. If I get a billion, a billion dollars, Lou, a freaking billion dollars. 
There are several He's... collective nouns for turkeys, a flock, a rafter, a gang, and a posse. Posse of turkeys, gang of turkeys. I think I've heard rafter of turkeys. I don't like rafter. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. That's fine. What would you do? Are we back on a million. Yeah. Days? I have no, no clue. No, a billion. A billion. I have no clue. It's funny because um, Janet's, uh, one of Janet's friends, her ex, see, I don't, see, this is another conversation I have with Janet that I don't understand to any great degree. Yeah. Her, a friend of her, her ex hit a million dollars on a scratch ticket. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going, geez, that's kind of frustrating. She goes, what do you mean? She goes, she'll never see a penny of that. What are you talking about? Of course, you'll see a penny of that. Yeah. And then it's like they're talking about house shopping. It's a million dollars. I mean, that's not, you, you can't just can't go buy a house. You can. That's the amazing thing. You, on Friday nights on, on the uh, home. I mean, you can, but that's most of the million dollars right there. No, it isn't. On the Friday nights on the home uh, channel there, what is it? Home, you know, we're all uh, like the property brothers and all those are right. It's uh, they have this gay guy who helps people find houses after they've won the lottery. Oh, really? My lottery. There's a whole show on that. Yeah. The guy's a riot, too. I absolutely love this guy. But anyways, uh, that's what he does. I mean, you get they go all over the place. I mean, they're buying houses for ridiculous amounts of money. You know, eighty four thousand dollars and fixing them up. No, these are finished houses. Wow. In Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, you know, you know it, I'm on a couple of chi- sites like cheap. There's a cheap houses site and it's like Indiana. It's, it's there's a, a $54,000. I know you look at those. Yeah. It's like, you know, but yeah, but there's a lot from Massachusetts. Surprisingly, he does a lot of them from Massachusetts and they're doing around like $500,000 is what they're buying with their million dollars. And it's not life change. In other words, you, you don't quit your job, but you, it makes you, your life a little easier. That's all. Would you? Win a million dollars and then go spend five hundred thousand of it. That doesn't make any sense, whatsoever. Why? Because it's just. First of all, you win a million. Mm. The state takes three hundred thousand, right? Yeah, I take a big chunk. Yeah. yeah, And then you're going to go spend half a million. It's like the you're state, right. The federal, not forget the federal. How do you? Too. How do you pay for that house? I don't know. Just. Funny. I mean, it's I'd be. I'd be. A you, more, you have to pay the taxes on it and everything else. I'd be a little bit more cautious. I know too. A million's honestly a million million is not a life changer. No, I know a a friend of mine, uh, my son and and myself. uh, Well, it is it'll lower your stress level. Who won a million dollars for a little while? Yeah, people. Ron told me this the other day, and and I don't know how true it is, but um, most of the people that won the big ass lotteries, yeah, go through it. Go through it. They're in the broke, and they end up, you know. Not Jan- in good shape. Janet tells the story of the house her parents live in up in, um, it's not Dover, it's uh, next to it. What? No, uh, anyway. New Market? No, um, begins with an S. It's the best I got. <laughs> blanking, so I'm senior now. <laughs> but the, the people won the lottery twice and spent through the money. I mean, I don't know how much they won. There's a, there's I, a, you could easily spend a million dollars. You could easily spend a million dollars. Easily. Yeah, just being an idiot. Just buying a house would cost you. <laughs> Again, you win a million, you get eight hundred thousand, you spend five hundred thousand dollars on a house, you stop maintaining that house. I know your money's gone. Exactly. So yeah. it's not like you're quitting jobs and everything no. else. No. Yeah. But it's still nice. Oh, but I'd see, I'd do it differently though. I'd more or less keep things the same. I'd have a million dollars in the bank. Obviously, I'd upgrade some stuff, but I'd be a lot more cautious with it. Yeah. I don't know. 
I suppose yes, I would definitely be cautious. There's no doubt about it. Because yeah. I'm that kind of guy, anyways. I don't not a spender. I've never have. I'm not been going to buy lately. somebody else a house with a million dollars. No, I didn't say that. No, no, I'm just no. saying in general. I'm not... We were talking about the billion when I originally started on on this thing. So, but there's a guy in Massachusetts, by the way, just won again. I think he won another million, but he won a million before in the same store. Wow. So twice in the same store, he bought tickets and won. Do you are you a lottery guy? I play every morning. Oh, you play every morning? Uh, yeah, I, I play. Numbers or scratch? Scratch. Okay. Uh, cash word. I like cash word. Okay. Because it, it takes a while. You know, familiar with cash word? No. It's, they have different games, but basically it's a, like a crossword puzzle. And then they give you 20 letters and you scratch off the, the letters. You scratch the letter off. Then you go through the crossword puzzle, pick the letters off. So it, it takes a while to go through it. So I have my coffee in the morning. I, have, yep. I play one $2 ticket and. So once in a while, I get a, a 10 or a 5. But, yeah, I mean, I've been playing for years, and I, I guarantee, I would guarantee on my life that I've never lost yeah. over the entire span. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've won $100 like nine times, I think, now. You know, and there's 20s, yep. 5, 10, 4. I so mean, you, you're estimating you're about level? Oh, at least, yeah. Yeah. Probably a little bit over. Oh. But I buy, you know, I buy, uh, I used to buy uh, 14 tickets at a time. Uh, now I'm down to seven, seven tickets at a time. So you buy seven tickets, then yep. I do my scratching one a day, my cup of coffee in the morning. That's the thing. I get up in the morning, have my coffee, just yep. relax, scratch my tickets. It's just a it's a mind thing. It's more for me than I'll never get rich on it. I know so that. what, you buy them the night before and wait till the morning? No, no, I buy them a, a oh, week. You buy them in the morning? A week ahead. A week ahead? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I go groceries. When I go groceries, I go and I buy... 14 tickets or seven tickets and uh it's a week's worth and then every morning i take one and sit down with my coffee and scratch it and relax and do it you have to be in a vast minority people being able to keep tickets on scratch for a week why oh i don't think anybody does that I, i'm not saying it's bad i think it's kind of admirable actually but nobody does that why would they because we're an instant gratification society we're not going to wait a week to scratch that ticket it depends what you're looking for. It. I'm looking for the peace and the quiet oh, no, and the enjoyment in the morning. Yeah, I know. You I, know, I'm not I, looking for the like clash, the the clash, the crick buck on it. Yeah, I mean, I I want to win. Don't get me wrong, and I have won some, but um, you know, it's it's more of my thing. It's just most the, people aren't going to keep an Oreo a week, let alone a scratch. Sure, I know. One <laughs> <laughs> Oreo, Oreo, one yeah. potato chip. Yeah, I used yeah. to when I was I had a um, I was doing therapy and. Uh, Newburyport, and I'd go into Richdale before, and I'd buy like two or three uh, numbers. I like Kino. Yeah, so I'd buy a couple I play tickets. Kino too. Yeah. Ann and I do when we go out. I don't do it a lot, but yeah. I used to buy a couple of tickets and then go therapy and come back see if I want any money. <laughs> we won like uh, eighteen hundred. Yeah, eighteen hundred. Wow. Yeah. See, I that's all I need. I don't need to win a billion. Mm. You know, give me a thousand, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be throwing a party. Yeah, we. I mean, I've won some decent amounts of money. Not, you know, not in the millions, certainly yeah. in the hundreds. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm now happy. it's sports betting. So uh, not doing a lottery anymore. Yeah, I like the lottery. So yeah, no, I. Understand. So you just sign up for uh, the Fox one. The Fox. I got to do it myself, actually. The what? If you go on a lottery website, you can sign up for. They do. I did that last year. They pick five people and they give me like $15 million worth of tickets or some stupid thing you scratch live on TV. Wow. Yeah, free. So 
Did you tell me there's a show out there? Who was telling me who was having a conversation with there's a show out there on YouTube of someone just scratching lottery tickets? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Could be me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I should have my own there's a Patreon. Thing. There's a Dead Air Society Patreon right there, Ron scratching his lottery tickets. Yeah, except I suck in the morning. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, give me my coffee. I really have my coffee. I sip that first cup of coffee here with my yeah. scratch ticket. It's kind of fun. I enjoy it. Yep. Like I said, it's my Zen time. So that's fine. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's kind of admirable. You can sit there and wait a week. Yeah. I get them all stacked up. I have them on my dresser right in front of the Virgin Mary <laughs> <laughs> with an angel sitting on top. Of <laughs> hey, whatever help. Uh, oh, what yeah. is it? I've never told you my mother's story with the numbers game. No, you did not. I was. We're I, kind of at a lottery now, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> I know. But I, um, I took a course with uh, Laurie Cabot at Salem State. Oh, you did? I did. Oh. I did. And I brought a book home of, uh, there was a book of spells and that type of thing Moogie there. Moogie. My mother went through them and there was a spell for determining numbers. Oh. And she came up with the numbers and she hit she hit the numbers game, like all four numbers mm -hmm. in order. And it's like, how much did you win? It's like $9. She bet it completely wrong. Oh. <laughs> but, she it. but it still it was a little freaky. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I did... Uh... Because she told me before, and then she told me the number, and I was sitting there that night watching TV when the numbers came up, and I like I, was, I don't know what I was eating, but I spit it out at that point because she had actually hit the number. I uh, I bought I can't remember even how much I won, but it was a good amount of money, you know, not a ton of money, but a, a good amount. And uh, I bought a uh, like must have been mega bucks ticket at the time when the first mega bucks, uh, whatever they came out, the first the first uh, tickets that came out from state of massachusetts i was working at uh McAllister scientific at the time and i bought one of those tickets and i got five of the six numbers which was pretty cool mm -hmm. but anyways there was another time i bought a uh a uh, i forget what it was probably mega millions or no mega what was the one from massachusetts mega millions was it mega yeah. yeah whatever that the, the ticket so I, I i picked my numbers and i did it and uh it was a 11 o'clock at night, uh, you put the news on, you know, had the news on. I was went into my shower, I came out of my shower, and uh, they were just giving the numbers when I came out of the shower. And uh, um, they give out the numbers, and I said, I won! I <laughs> and I'm jumping up naked on the bed, up and down. She is looking at like me like I had two heads. I said, I won, I won. It was, it was again, I think it was like five numbers. Are in. It was yep. still a good amount of money, but, you know, especially at the time, because right. we were piss poor. But, uh, yeah, so I was jumping up down, and she didn't believe me. My son, my son didn't. Well, I had clothes on by then. I was going to say. I told him. <laughs> I was going to ask. I told him he didn't even believe me until I bought him a battery for his car. Oh God! All right. <laughs> but anyway, my mother used to work at a restaurant that sold scratch tickets, and yeah. she had a theory about them, which was one of the few cogent moments she ever had in her life. Oh, <laughs> what's that word? Wait a minute. Cogent. Cogent. Yeah. Ooh, it was what? actually a, an idea that made sense. Her theory was Ooh, that you buy the new it. tickets because they front load them with winners yeah. in the new tickets. They do. Yeah. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? If you go on the uh, Massachusetts website, too, the lottery site, too, it gives you a breakdown of, like, all the scratch tickets. Oh, does it? And it, it tells you what prizes have been claimed. Oh, I see. Okay. So you know how many grand prizes are out there, how many of these in there, which is good. I always do that. And yep. if I see a ticket that's dropping down and one, what are you cool, doing research? I like it. Something to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's smart. It's 
great. Anyway. But, okay, so where was it? I played the, did you ever see the big ones? The big ticket? They no. had a ticket that was like this, this big. Wow. Like that. It was huge. Yep. And it was, uh, what was it, a $10 ticket? Yeah, $10 ticket. Oh, retailers must have loved that. The Massachusetts came out with it because it it's their 50th anniversary uh, this year, I think it was. Uh, and uh, so they came out with this. And I said, what are those big tickets? So I was at the gas station. And they said, oh, those are the new ones that get you. So I bought one. I won 50 bucks on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is cool. And I played again and I lost. And I said, yeah. oh, screw it. Because <laughs> it wasn't cash word. I like that do the actual it takes time to scratch the cash photos which like i yeah which is what i so like. it's not too it's not uh, yeah you're all done yeah right you know it's like no it's, you take your time you know, like i said my coffee and i just do the scratch and i yeah and i like it anyway all right so we've got on lottery now yes all right you don't have to ask my permission you can move on at any point you want no it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a team show it's me and you not just you and me so many people around me hitting though i gotta go play some i like them so i mean they're fun all right so last week's show we got a, a, a lot of uh interest in which was lightning oh yeah 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 and and the park ranger there yeah spark ranger <laughs> sparky got hit by lightning seven times uh, that by far was one of the best yeah, stories that was great uh, I, the, the hit by hit description of it that was with the, his hair lighting on fire thing. every time. Was, and if you haven't seen it, tune into uh, the podcast. It's <laughs> yeah. on, it's on our page. Yeah, it's and check it out. It's yeah. well worth it. You, you'll never see me. I think I almost wet my pants for quite a lot. I was laughing so hard with it. And that was sad. It was he, a park ranger got hit by lightning seven times. Seven times. And at, at one point, I found an article with a strike by strike description, and it was uh -huh. just hilarious. It was beautiful. And then his wife got hit. Because he, he went out and stood beside her, and she got to help him. her with the clothes. <laughs> what if they ended up divorced? <laughs> well, anyway, well, whatever. Go check out the show. It's, yeah, go it's check. Last uh, week. Yeah, that was funny. So, anyways, um, I was uh, I was looking into another documentary, and we talked about lightning. We forgot to talk about ball lightning. Oh yeah. Do you know what ball lightning is? Um, I, not to any detail, but I, I know it exists. And... <laughs> Ball lightning. The strange phenomenon of ball lightning appears during thunderstorms has been known to break through windows with nasty results. Break through windows? Yeah, baby. Wow. Instances of ball lightning glowing electric orbs. I don't know if Steve will <laughs> Steve's not gonna go like that. that one. <laughs> in the sky have been captivated and mystified for centuries. The bizarre phenomenon, also known as globe lighting, uh, appears during sun thunderstorms as floating spheres that can range in color from blue, orange to yellow and disappear within seconds and sometimes accompanied by a hissing sound and an acrid odor. Okay. Sounds like my cat. <laughs> God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, lightning is generally an electrical discharge caused by a positive and negative imbalances within the clouds themselves or between uh, the clouds and the ground. Lightning flash can uh, heat the air around it uh, to temperature about five times that hotter than the sun. That's unimaginable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. All right. The heat causes. And this guy got hit seven times. <laughs> lit his hair Don't on fire. Me on that again. I know, I know. One of the first recordings of uh, ball lighting occurred in 1638 when a great ball of fire, didn't he have a song? Yep. <laughs> came through the window of an English church. 
Oh, see, that's perfect. Repent on you. That was a year's worth of sermons right there. Uh, oh, if it came on cue, I mean, that guy would be a star, wouldn't he? Yeah. I wonder if that's the same one about the uh, Satan coming through the church. Satan came through a church? Yeah, a hellhound. That's what it was, hellhound. Maybe that was referred to. Maybe that's what they're referring to. <laughs> anyway, uh, at least one study theorized about half of all ball lightning sightings are hallucinations caused okay. by magnetic fields during storms. So it's a, is it a hallucination or isn't it? Half of them. Yeah. That said, scientists agree that ball lightning is real. And even if they don't fully understand it, yeah, or what causes it, researchers from Lanzhou, Lanzhou, can I do that properly? Do it without the accent. Like well, yeah, it's China's Northwest Normal University. I want to get the don't need full... to do a Chinese accent. Why not? I Chinese American to... accent. I want to give them credit. Okay, yeah. it's Lanzhou. <laughs> Inadvertently recorded. <laughs> I don't think the Mayor Wu would like me for that. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Inadvertently recorded a ball lightning. The opinions event. of the host on this program, <laughs> not necessarily the opinions of the producer of the program. So researchers from that place <laughs> inadvertently recorded ball lightning event while studying a 2012 thunderstorm using video cameras, cameras, and spectrometers. Okay. The ball appeared just after lightning, after a lightning strike and traveled horizontally for about 10 meters, 33 feet, mm -hmm. for those here in the United States, because we're different than the rest of the world. We're <laughs> too arrogant to go to the metric system. Fine. Why do we have to go to the metric system? Screw them. They should come to our imperial the system. World. You, yeah. know, you know, in England, they use both. Do they? Yeah. They'll, they'll say they can, they use it interchangeably. What, like you'll say, they give you miles per gallon, but that they put the rows in kilometers, and it's really weird stuff. Yeah, Steve was telling me about that. Uh, the spectrometer detected silicon, ion, and calcium in the ball, all of which were present in local soil. Whoops, whoops, whoops. fair enough. Uh, whoa, what did I skip through all that? Holy moly, what happened there? <laughs> that just like zipped down. Wow. Okay. Oh, local soil. Okay. Now we got it. I hate when they shove stuff in the middle of your article. Don't you? Yes. So the Lanzhou researchers, researchers support the theory that ball lightning results from ground strikes that uh, creates a reaction between the oxygen and vaporized elements in the soil. This ionized air or plasma is the same condition which enables St. Elmo's fire. Another great song. Yes. This is like This is like a stroll down memory lane for music. Why? What was the other song? Oh, Great Balls, Great Balls of Fire. fire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the stationary glow that is sometimes confused with ball lightning. In other words, St. Elmo's fire doesn't uh, move. Just well, what is St. Elmo's fire? It's the same thing as ball lightning. But it doesn't move. Stationary move. ball lightning. Stationary ball lightning, but it's not the same. <laughs> okay. Good no, I don't know. <laughs> Again, the presence of not necessary. 
The presence of glass may generate ball lightning, according to another published theory in 2012. Uh, atmospheric ions could pile up on the surface of a glass, producing enough electrical field on the other side to generate a discharge. Another study published in 2016 suggests that microwave radiation produced when lightning strikes the ground could uh, encapsulate uh, in a plasma bubble and result in ball lightning. So basically, they don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm no scientist. But if glass produced ball... But I play one on TV. <laughs> if glass produced ball lightning, we'd see it all over all the time, wouldn't we? Yeah, but the Hancock Tower would be throwing off ball lightning. Atmospheric conditions, though. Yeah. I, I'm going to get in some other stuff, too, about sure. we're going to talk about lightning, but let's finish off with ball lightning. Ball lightning is also associated with earthquake. See, they know so much about this. <laughs> Earthquakes. The rare flashes of light sometimes seen around an earthquake uh, can take many forms. Bluish flame, which appears to come out of the ground mm -hmm. at ankle height. Quick flashes of bright light resembling regular lightning strikes, except they originate from the ground instead of the sky. Mm -hmm. And floating orbs, known as ball lightning. In 2014, study of earthquakes, earthquake lights, didn't even know they What's a study of earthquake lights? Researchers concluded that certain rocks tend to release electrical discharge when seismically waves hit sparking. Do you hear echo in here, by the way? Or is that just me? I don't. That's just you. Okay. Maybe there's another one that's up here that's too loud or something. Anyway, that makes sense to me. You think so? Yep. By the way, this is our next career. We've got to get government grants to study things. We should. <laughs> Yeah, when you're we can study old spot with seismic activity, a lot of static, a lot of stuff going on. Sure, you could see electrical discharges. Why not? Aiming to understand how uh, fall lightning happened, scientists tried to recreate it in 2006. Israeli Israelis Tel Aviv uh, University created a laboratory version of ball lightning using microwave beam. In 2018, quantum physicists demonstrated a synthetic knotted magnetic field that mirrors the possibility of uh, the, and possibly helps us explain ball lightning. Hmm. But nobody can pin it down. They've yeah. got like nothing but theories on this damn thing. Uh, do we really need to nail down ball lightning? Hell yeah. It, yeah. It goes, it goes like it's been known to go down a chimney. And into a house, it's going to go on through windows. Well, I understand, but it's not like happening left and right here. Oh, left and right, right and left. <laughs> so, I think we can we can live with a little mystery in our lives. I think rather you, than pouring a lot of money into studies of you like lightning. mystery, don't you? <laughs> Do like a mystery. Okay, you you go on your Funkin' wagons here and look up the St. Louis Arch. Why? What's going on with the St. Louis Arch? Look on it now because uh, it's right up to do it lightning. It has been shown that I want to show ball lightning. I want to show I've wanted to show videos for two weeks, but I'm not sure how the audio is going to work out. That's all right. We don't need audio. Just see the picture. No, that's that's my point. I think there's going to be audio. Oh, whatever. And we don't need the audio. Well, you just do whatever you want. You're the producer. I just work here. We'll just show an ad here. Oh, see, I, already, I muted it. So I guess I can mute it. That's good. So what's this guy doing? It's just an ad. Oh, I love seeing ads. 
Something in Minsk. Oh, no, this is part of it. Are you sure no? Oh, there it is. There we go. Look at that. Check that out, kids. Look at that. Running over. Wait a minute. Isn't that fascinating? Because it's running over iron tracks that are, that are nailed to the ground. You would think it would follow the track, wouldn't you? You'd think it would go right into the ground. It would be grounded, right? That is freaking cool. Don't you think so? What would you do if that thing was coming at you? Huh? Take a, take a picture? <laughs> Get my video camera out. I would. All right. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. So check out uh, the the St. Louis Arch. And lightning. Because it, it, well, just St. Louis Arch. Uh, government theories. Uh, conspiracies. Conspiracies? It's, it's used to control the weather. It's been shown that oh, God. thunderstorms, really? thunderstorms, Head for St. Louis. Check this out. They split and then go back together past it. So the arch deflects thunderstorms from St. Louis. It is believed that the the arch is an attempt to control the weather. <laughs> He's laughing. Medium.com. Check it out. This entire arch is made of, I mean, it's huge and it's made of stainless steel. Yes. The entire thing is stainless steel. Must be worth a few bucks. Okay. All right. What do you got there, friend? Uh, since 1965, the skyline of St. Louis, Missouri has been dominated by a 190-meter, 623-foot stainless steel archway known as the Gateway to the West. The arch commemorates the westward expansion of settlers in the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A conspiracy theory says the arch was part of a top-secret weather control installation. See? As severe storms approach the city of St. Louis, they split and go north and south in the metro Georgia. area before rejoining again over central Illinois. If I was central Illinois, I'd be pissed. <laughs> Sounds outlandish, right? But there hasn't been a major tornado impact. But a there hasn't been a major tornado impact. That sentence is not right. But there hasn't been. I'll read you it tell, exactly how it's written. But there hasn't been a major tornado impact the city center since 1659. No, 1959. Mm -hmm. When we observed by Doppler radar, it does look like storms routinely split and go around the city. Oh, yeah, it has to be the arch. In the hundredish years from 1870 to 1965, St. Louis experienced eight tornadoes ranging from F1 to F4. Uh, this, uh, you don't need to know about that scale. Uh, the records from this period are spotty and more tornadoes undoubtedly occurred that were not properly documented. Of those that were, the most devastating was an F4 that struck on May 27th, 1896. That tornado claimed 255 lives, injured more than 1,000 on the map. Ouch. It's um, On the map, it's a tornado that terminated near Caseyville, Illinois. The longest track tornado was another F4. That monster struck on February 10th, 1959, killing 21 and injuring 345. It was on the ground for almost 24 miles. And then that scale was replaced. Since the arch was completed in 1965, St. Louis ex has experienced six tornadoes, but none of them crossed the arch of the downtown area. Uh -huh. So six tornadoes after 1965, and how many before? But did you hear the pot? Okay. Did you hear the pot? Wait a second, though. Mm -hmm. In the hundred-ish years, from 1870 to 1965, so 95 years. Mm-hmm. They had eight tornadoes. Since 1965, they've had six tornadoes. Doesn't seem like a big difference to me. It's not the that's the important thing, but the yeah, important thing it doesn't yeah. hit 
in the area where they are. But not one of them has crossed the arch of the downtown area. The there single E4 occurred on April 22nd, 2011. It was on the ground for 21 miles and injured five people. Footage of tornado hit in St. Louis International Airport has been viewed over 2.2 million times on YouTube. So does the arch really protect Louis St. Louisians? That's another one of my favorite topics on the old show, by the way. St. Louisians? How do we determine what residents are called? Boston, Boston's a Bostonians. Yes, they are. La people from Lawrence are Laurentians. It's a great word. We're Draconians. Draconians? Draconians. People from Haverhill are Haverlites. No, they are. They're Haverlands. What are people from Newburyport? Newburyports. Newburyportarians? Uh, even, the, even the official Gateway Arch website hints at the possibility. An engineer who has close ties to Gateway Arch architect Euro Sarin. You said it. Thank God. I was going to have to say it. Thank you. Euro Sarinian? Uh, Sarinian. Sarinian's fine with me. And uh, uh, help draw plans for the construction of the monument has dropped an explosive bombshell. This is from the website, by the way. Mm -hmm. Claiming that famed Finnish designer... The famed Finnish designer specifically envisioned the arch as a means to control Midwestern weather patterns. Mm -hmm. The 95-year-old engineer who prefers to be known as JD. Good thing. Is speaking <laughs> How do you get JD out of that, by the way? <laughs> is speaking out for the first time regarding this major revelation, which has been a hot topic amongst conspiracy theorists and arch enthusiasts for decades. There are arch enthusiasts? The yes. Club? You, you, you know about the HOP, right? The government program to control the weather? Yeah. Okay. He, no, but there's his arch enthusiasts. Continue. Okay. He, he, Ariel Sarinian, actually worked for the government. Okay. I was one of the few persons in the design room with Ira when he revealed his actual vision for the arch to JD. We were sworn to secrecy never to reveal the truth. But you did. End quote. <laughs> However, the truth behind the weather phenomenon effect. Uh, uh, the weather phenomenon affect the loo might be something more mundane. That sentence doesn't make any sense either. He's not an English major, evidently. Yes. Uh, urban heat island is the term for an artificial warming that occurs in densely populated areas as a result of human activity. This is partially caused by pollution and waste heat, but primarily the modification of the landscape. Dark surfaces like roads and roofs absorb more heat from the sunlight. Yeah, yeah, Tall yeah. buildings provide more surface uh, that reflects and absorbs sunlight trapping heat energy within we the urban area that. yeah uh buildings also block wind which reduces yeah, convection yeah. cooling traps pollutants such which as why it's hot as hell in the city in the summer yeah uh finally no, another great song by the way yeah Summers. that's right <laughs> finally modern americans are losing their trees at a rate of 36 million per year according to the u.s service forest service this further disrupts the evaporation cycle that helps to cool natural environments the result is major metropolitan areas often exist in their own ecosystem. That makes sense to me. The temperature is higher, the air is stagnant, and the levels of ozone and other contaminants are often greater. If you've ever seen the weather forecast that predicts 68 in the suburbs and 72 downtown, you're seeing the urban heat island effect. According to research organization Climate Central, about 75%. Okay, well, okay. Well, what do you want me to go to? That's fine. Did you, if you didn't find out what the thing How is. urban heat islands affect the weather. The stainless steel arch. You know how big this freaking thing is? Another theory on the arch effect. The phenomenon of weather systems appearing to split around major cities is so common. There's even an uh, 
an XKCD comic about it because, of course, there is surprisingly, this may not feature the weather at all, but of radar technology. Radars view the horizon at a range of different heights known as tilts. The farther away from the storm, the higher the angle you're actually viewing the storm at, and that matters because of what's inside the storm cloud. Right. And do you know why the arch is built? It was a, uh, a memorial to uh, Thomas Jefferson who negotiated the Louisiana Purchase and also uh, the explorers Lewis and Clark in their Shoshonean guide, Sacagawea. Sacagawea. Yeah, him too. Her. Whatever. Here's a snapshot of, a, oh, so is, is, so what's the truth? And they get a snapshot of all the ground strikes from tornado outbreak of 11 December 21. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. dramatic, huh? It seems pretty clear that at least during this one instance, the storms really did split as they approach the city and reconvene on the other side. There's more evidence that this happens regularly, too, despite being, despite being a lovely steel structure over 600 feet tall. The arch is only struck by lightning on average once or twice per year. Poor Sparky. Got hit more times than the arch. <laughs> Uh, for comparison, the Empire State Building is, is hit about 25 times per year. Is this the arch effect? Is the weather controlled by some shadowy government agency through the work of mid-century modern art? Unlikely. Instead, it's almost certainly a combination of factors, urban heat island effect, some radar anomalies, and topography. In other words, we don't know, do we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whenever they give you like 12 different excuses, then you know, like, we don't know, but it's probably one of these. But you know what? The idea that we don't know something is perfectly fine. People can't live with that. This it's true. This, but where would we be? We wouldn't have a show. There's a ton of things we don't know. In fact, we some know us, less than we know. Some of us less than more. Some more of us than less than others. <laughs> yep. the oh, you'll love this then. The final factor explaining all these near misses is sheer dumb luck. Simply, the downtown area is small, just over a square mile. There you go. The chance of a tornado or any other severe weather event hitting that area are tiny to begin with. However, as the suburbs continue to sprawl outward from all major cities in the Midwest, the chances of a devastating tornado impact tearing through a major metro only increases with each passing year. Yeah. Dumb luck. That's what it was. Just dumb what luck. I was going to say. Dumb luck. That's a good scientific explosion. <laughs> <laughs> dumb luck there's a tiktok on it do we really want to see a tiktok i don't know no no because it... it's got naked girls in it no <laughs> possibly i don't know <laughs> here's reddit let's go to reddit because reddit is always fun okay uh, the arch weather control device is fully operational see the weather control device Brought to you by the same people that made the uh, Denver International Airport the seat of the Illuminati. See, now in the serious show, I have a meteorologist that we have on every Sunday. Yeah. For weather for the games. I got to ask him about this. And you, if you ask that, we, meaning and our boo, that meteorologist, right? Would that matter one way or the other? Why? What do you mean? Because he's not an expert on. No, but I, I would I wouldn't ask it from a conspiracy standpoint. I would ask oh. it to do weather systems seem to split around St. Louis. Does St. Louis take misses? Oh, what's his thoughts on it? Yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Because that's what does it, it happen it, it and would, why? It would just be opinion on in his. Oh, part. sure. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the cool thing about what you we you, you and I do. And this one says the St. Louis arch is a symbol of Negro removal. 
I know where that one's coming from. The history of the arch is rooted in exclusion and racist policy. Oh, here we go. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Moving along. Oh, God bless it. Oh, here's another one. Birds aren't real tour coming to St. Louis. <laughs> Brought to you by the same people who believe the earth is flat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, so, I mean, that's that's pretty interesting. In reality, we don't know what ball lightning is. We have our theories about it, but we don't right. know. So this this is something I I'm can, okay with that, by the way. I, well, yeah, there's because there's quite frankly, there's so much we don't know, and you've said that on yeah. many occasions. And uh, things that we do but most know, of the stupid things stuff, that we do know may be wrong. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> most of the stupid stuff comes from the assumption that we know everything. We've figured everything out. We haven't figured out much of anything. Hell no. Anyway, yeah. So one thing I did not know, and I thought I knew, but I saw something that was intriguing. And uh, you heard about fish falling from the sky, right? Yes. Okay. What's yeah. your thoughts on that? Shocknado. Shocknado. It's a weather phenomenon. They'll, they'll lift it up and drop somewhere else. Are they really? What's the, what's the alternative explanation? Check this out. Okay. Uh Okay, there's frogs and fish and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there's frogs, fish, spiders, yeah. and other stuff. But I'm sticking on fish right oh, now. Let's God. A spider rainstorm. Mm. Jesus. Doesn't get any better, does it? Oh, that's a nightmare. Uh, I don't know. That's a nightmare right there. Uh, could be a Biden rainfall. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nightmare, too. But it's another story. There are, there are flying fish and there are falling fish. Mm -hmm. The sight of fish falling from the sky is certainly bizarre, 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 but not uncommon. As you might think, there's a scientific explanation for it. I love this. In coastal pure areas, dumb luck. <laughs> in coastal areas, storm, stormy weather can create a water sprout, uh, a tornado-like phenomena that can actually suck up the marine life and deposit it. Uh, you know, suck it out of the water and yep. deposit it. Uh, the wind will then carry the fish inland, and they come tumbling down. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. That was what I always thought, but that's not true. Okay. In this, oh, that's it. That's as much as they gave me on that. Oh, that sucks. Okay. So the only problem is people have studied water, water sprouts have never had any. Never seen animals sucked up in it? Or anything else sucked up into the water sprout. Okay. Number two, there are certain areas of the world uh, that it is a regular event. So regular that, that it's that they count on it. So they go and they take these fish and, and then they eat. And it was, everybody grabs the fish and they, they have great meals from. Yeah. This is, I forget which, I think it's in South America. I could be wrong though. And there are many, many documented cases where they occur on regular intervals mm -hmm. yep all right so i had always thought what we had just discussed that water sprouts just sucked them up and dropped it down and that was like the I, I, explanation i never you. thought it had to be as dramatic as a water spout but yeah yeah okay. i mean we're talking small fish yeah but yeah. It, it takes a lot to get something out of the water oh i know it's, and we're not talking one or two fish we're talking hundreds of fish yeah there's a huge difference yep okay uh, you know that cool, I think he's Japanese physicist, 
he's like been around forever. Yeah. He, he's really cool. He's got crazy hair and he's he's like Saudi old Jawa or something, you know. He's like known everywhere. He's he's like the authority. I mean, he's he's very well known. I, I think he's Japanese, but yeah, he's anyways. He was talking about it. There are beliefs in some of the quantum physicists and also in the regular physicists that believe that this phenomena may be some type of a dimensional portal or um, not a dimensional portal, like a black hole, basically, mm -hmm. where things move from one place to another. That's the theory on it. And okay. it, if you talk to these guys and the including these predominant predominant from prominent prominent yep. physicists, they will tell you that the down down uh, the water sprout theory is laughable because there's absolutely no. Can you find this guy? He's so cool too. And to me, that now that makes sense because that sh would. If it was more of a dimensional packet, like the Bermuda Triangle and, and other things where certain magnetic in, uh, and EMF uh, occur that allows these portals to open, which makes sense to a lot of things. In some places on a regular basis? On some places on a regular basis, and also randomly as well. I know what he's called. Uh, um, Mick, um... Michio Kaku, you got a picture of him? Yeah. If you if you see him, you know this guy is like really well known. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Doesn't he look like Seiji Wozawa? Yeah. Okay, of course, yeah. they all look alike. I, listen, if you want to put forth <laughs> that, that, if you want to put forth that theory, yes, that's fine. But to say that atmospheric conditions is laughable. It's just no, no, no. They're not saying affirmative. You, you just read a whole. Because he did. He said the water spout thing is laughable. The water spout thing of picking up fish and depositing it is laughable because, as opposed to a dimensional shift, a dimensional portal. because physic, uh, quantum physically, it can't be done. It's no, it does. There's no science behind it. But there's. There's no science behind but it. But there's science behind a portal opening between two dimensions yes, are... and dropping frogs on us. Yeah, could be. Not necessarily <laughs> two dimensions. I forget how exactly. No, two universes? Two... No, it's no. It's no. No, 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 no. You're not. It's not. I, I said that wrong. Okay. okay. You know, I, I really did. It's not dimensional thing. It's it's more of a movement from one area to another. So, for instance, like you, we, we have the disappearances in the in the Bermuda Triangle and stuff like that. That's what they believe some of this is, and some of these other triangles that they have too, that they believe that there is some type of a shift, electromagnetic shift, that opens up like a black hole type thing or whatever. And I don't know where they go. Maybe to planet Lulu or something. I have no clue. <laughs> no way else. <laughs> but. I don't know. Okay, I have to go with Occam's razor here again. It doesn't make sense, though. It, you have to have science. There's no science behind the water sprout theory. There's no science behind fish and frogs transporting either. Where's the science behind that? What do you mean? It's theoretically 
feasible where the water sprout is not theoretically feasible. No, no. except that actually happened. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't. The water sprout, what part did you hear before when I said the water sprout has never been known to pick up any objects from the sea, especially if you suck up water? We know everything about every water spout. It's been studied. Or every atmosphere, every storm, every... So the, the only thing be, we can come up with... I would, I would say I'd rather believe it's an unknown phenomenon than saying it's a water sprout, is what I'm saying. I believed in the water spout theory. I thought that's how it happened. Well, again, I I'm no not, longer believe in it. I don't believe it's... I never thought of a water sprout. I just think the spout, it's just atmospheric conditions. It's just some type stuff of stuff getting sucked up. I live on Plum Island. Stuff gets blown around all over the place. That's different. Yeah. We're not talking, once again, one or two items. We are talking hundreds and thousands of items. That's a lot. I, no, I understand. And you can have your problems with that. I, but but just totally discounting that as opposed to transport, like, a Star Trek transportation of a because you can prove that it doesn't work because you can prove that it doesn't work. I can prove that what doesn't work. The water sprout theory doesn't work. We can prove that. Okay. Nothing has been sucked up from water by a water sprout that scientists know of. Have you ever seen the videos of porta potties being lifted? I have feet up in absolutely. The air. Once again, yeah. you're talking about something on the surface of the earth, not within a body of water. The density of the body of water and the uh, gravitational pull is different than on the surface of an earth. It's totally different. Do you know how much a cumulus cloud weighs? What? No offense, but what does a cumulus cloud get to do? A lot of weight point? can get up in the air. A lot of weight, a lot of pull. There's a lot of pull. Yes, there is. There's, there's actually, uh, okay. believe it or not, tornadoes are actually getting five percent stronger each, each, uh, I think it's every 10 years or something. Again, I don't have a problem with you disc discounting that theory. I, I we don't you know. seem to. I don't know. It's just as opposed to putting it up to that there was a transporter event between a frog and the Bermuda Triangle. I, it's not a... <sighs> comparing the two is just that's laughable to me. I mean, listen, if you don't like the water spot theory, that's fine. I have no idea what the hell's pulling these fish up in the water, but I'm fairly certain it's not a molecular transport from the Bermuda and, and Triangle. Yet, here's the guy that believes that that things can be quantum physically changed and everything else. Occam's razor and all that crap. Not Occam's razor, uh, the cat in the box thing. But why, if this were happening from the Bermuda Triangle, why wouldn't a ship drop out of the sky somewhere? Because we don't know where they go. Yeah, probably materializing the center of the earth. Oh, no. <laughs> there you go, the Middle Earth, the Middle Earth Society. I don't have a problem with discounting the water spout theory. I don't have a problem with putting forth this dimensional theory, but comparing the two and one is laughable is just laughable to me. It just, if you say so. Okay, so what do we do about it? We can't do anything about it. Okay. Oh. Oh. How do we? put forth how do we prove this theory then we need to tag some frogs and some fish now you're talking see what happens get a frog tagged in the marina triangle showing up in england somewhere this happens in england a lot doesn't it yes it does fish falling out of the sky it happens here it happens in south america all right so let me see if i get this right quantum theory demonstrates 
Let me see if this works. No, it doesn't. I should. All right, I'll have to go back and find out more about this thing. I'll report back next week. Fortunately, really irritated because I cannot explain myself <laughs> properly. Nerdist.com. No, you're explaining yourself. It's just... No, I'm not. I'm not because you're you're thinking it's some kind of la la lulu thing, but it isn't a la la lulu thing. If there is such a thing. I'm trying to find something. <laughs> I'm trying to find a source here. <laughs> it's just funny. I'm trying to find a source for explanation here. And I got Nerdist.com. I've got uh, USA Today, Newsweek, Star Telegram, UPI, FieldandStream.com, KXAN. I'm not finding any credible, credible sources here. No, I don't even know what that would be. But. I have no idea. A hole on planet's electromagnetic forces. That's what it is. A hole in electromagnetic forces. Yes, that's what causes this thing. If, it, so then mag magnetically pulled out of the water? Has, yes. Okay. Uh, the place, uh, I mean, there are places on Earth. Uh, like in the Gobi Desert, that causes uh, compass system malfunction and uh, other things like this. There are other, well, that's not what we really get into much too much. They're kind of useless. That was a useless article. So, friends, <laughs> maybe it's aliens. I don't know. Could be aliens. Anyway, we're almost out of time. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to find a credible news source to read a story on. <laughs> I just don't like any of the news sources. I, I can't, I, you know. I, I, like I said, I wasn't really prepared to talk about uh, the fish thing, but uh, that's why I, I couldn't remember the exact thing. But oh, really? Okay, so basically what we're talking about is what's lifting the fish up, whether it's whether it's wind or it's mag magnetism. Okay, if you say so. No, I'm asking because... I don't know. Okay. I want to know what it is, what causes it. It's according to the thing I saw, which was the electromagnetic whatever. Oh, yeah. See, now this is more what I was getting at as opposed to the water spout. Okay. This is got? from iflscience.com. I, I can take that. Okay. I have no idea how credible they are. Uh, it's a very rare phenomenon, but you can occasionally get showers of rain that carry with them small fish or frogs, said a spokesperson from the Met Office of UK Weather Service to IFL Science. How does exactly does animal rain happen? Well, for the unlucky few that take to the skies, it's all about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. In short, debris, or in this case, small fish or frogs, can be captured as part of an updraft during formation of thunderstorms. It would have to be particularly strong updraft while developing over a river or near the sea for any small fish or frogs to be transported with it, but it's been known to happen. Okay. So wind or mag magnetism, that's the debate at this point, right? I guess so. Although no one has actually witnessed an updraft lifting frogs off the ground, the theory is Bingo. scientifically plausible since updrafts regularly pick up lightweight debris and carry it considerable distances. Exactly. Like I said, you're potty potties. Yeah, but that, see, once again, they don't have any. So, anyway. That's what I have. Okay. Got a last word? No, before we do that, we want to thank uh, our 
sponsors. Yes. Yes. Uh, Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts, and Glanton Messier Family Law, Law Group. And our very good friends on Patreon, Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. Uh, Dead Air Society. Dead Air Society. We got the John Adamson has joined us. In, uh, Welcome, John. Cheryl or Christine. Well, I can't remember. They did only give me a few letters for her first name. Christine, Cheryl, or whatever. Christine Moore uh, as well. There's over, I think, close to 40 videos that are exclusive yes. to our Patreon things. There's Ghost Chronicles. The magazines is on there. is available as well so anyways check it out go to patreon check out ghost chronicles radio anyways it's time for the last word and today's last word is brought to us by Karl marx okay you know who Karl marx yes. is right so in uh, the last words of Karl marx is the last words are for fools who haven't said enough and that's the last word From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.